next on the Essential Bible Highlights podcast. If we don't get the simple and yet profound truths of John, it will be difficult to understand the other truths elsewhere in God's Word. I'm Jerry Casey, the host and teacher of Essential Bible Highlights. We are well into the new year and I'm starting a highlight series in the book of John. It will not be a verse-by-verse study of the book, but it will be the highlights that best fleshes out John's purpose statement on who Jesus is, based on the witnesses. For example, who did Jesus say he was? Who did John the Baptist say Jesus was? Who did the Apostle John say Jesus was? Who did the works of Jesus say he was? Who did all the other witnesses mentioned in John say Jesus was? And what is John's desired response to the witness account? Though it will not be a verse-by-verse look at John, the hope is that this highlight approach to John will encourage you to read John for yourself in a deeper fashion. In this first episode, we will look at a brief introduction to John and then highlight John's purpose statement in chapter 20, verses 30. And 31. The book of John is a highlight of Jesus' ministry. We know it is only a highlight because John states in John 20:30, he says, Therefore many other signs Jesus also performed in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. And in John 21:25, he writes, And there are also many other things which Jesus did, which if they were written in detail, I suppose that not even the world itself would not contain the books that would be written. And so what better way to start Essential Bible Highlights podcast than with the book of John? Let's look at some of the background on John before we get into his purpose statement. There has been much discussion on who wrote the book of John. The early church gave the book of John a place of the highest authority, believing it was written by one of the closest disciples of Jesus. The premise I use when studying John is that the beloved disciple of Jesus, meaning the Apostle John, is the author who by the Holy Spirit was inspired to write. It is believed that the Apostle John also wrote 1 John, 2 John, and 3 John, and also Revelation. Though some will argue against the Gospel of John to have been written from eyewitness accounts, or even that the Apostle John wrote it, it is no less true that John wrote from eyewitness accounts, including that of his own. John says as much in chapter 19, verse 35. He says, And he who has seen and has testified, and his testimony is true, and he knows that he is telling the truth, so that you also may believe. This verse also demonstrates John's style of writing as he often refers to himself in the third person. Also in 1 John 1, 1 1-4, we read of the witness of John and others. What was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. And the life was manifested, and we have seen and testify and proclaim to you the eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifested to us. What we have seen and heard, we proclaim to you also, that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. These things we write so that our joy may be made complete. The book of John is different than the other three Gospels, which are often referred to as the Synoptic Gospels, which include Matthew, Mark, and Luke. 
synoptic meaning viewed together or having in common. John is different in that it does not cover the birth narrative or the teaching parables of Jesus. And about 90% of John is different from the synoptic gospels. Matthew emphasizes Jesus as king and was originally written primarily for the Jewish audience. Mark emphasizes Jesus as the son of God, the suffering servant, and was written for Gentile and Roman believers. Luke emphasizes Jesus as the son of man, his humanity, and savior of both Jews and Gentiles and was written for the Gentile audience. John emphasizes the son of God, the deity of Jesus. In other words, Jesus is God. John's Gospel was written later than the Synoptic Gospel, somewhere between A.D. 80 and 90. More than likely, John knew of the other Gospels, but John was writing in a different time and perhaps was writing in regards to the concerns of the church of that time. John's Gospel is definitely evangelistic as it calls for a response of belief, and generally we use John as an evangelistic tool for sharing with the lost. We also encourage new Christians to read John as an introduction to their faith before reading the other weightier books in God's Word, such as Romans. If we don't get the simple and yet profound truths of John, it will be difficult to understand the other truths elsewhere in God's Word. It is good for us to read John over and over again, as it is evangelistic as well as faith-building. It is also faith-renewing, as it is an encouragement for those who have strayed to come back to Jesus. Some of the key words and phrases in John include in the beginning, the word, son of God, Messiah, lamb of God, eternal life, light, darkness, truth, witness, abide, signs, love, and way. And here are some key verses in John. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. John 1 1 In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John 15 12 This is my commandment that you love one another, just as I have loved you. John 13 34 35 A new commandment I give you that you love one another, even if I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this all men will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. And John 14 1 3 and six. Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you, for I go to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father, but me. Those are just a few of the key verses we will look at a little more closely as we go through John. So what was John's ultimate purpose in writing? Well, grab your highlighter and we're going to look at John chapter 20 verses 30 and 31. And I'm going to be reading now the uh, New American Standard Bible. Therefore, many other signs Jesus also performed in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these have been written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you may have life in his name. So really what needs highlighted in these two verses is basically all of it. So let's briefly break apart the verses. 
starting with therefore. Now therefore is referring back to the testimony of all the witnesses and the signs previously written in this book. And then he says many other signs. And he writes, there's many other signs Jesus performed in the presence of the disciples which are not written in this book. And so we see that Jesus purposely did what he did in the presence of the disciples in order that they may be his witnesses after his resurrection and his return to heaven. Now, he says there's more than the signs that are in this book. And so those signs that weren't written in John were more than likely covered in the other Gospels, and some were probably recorded but passed on by word of mouth. And then he says, but these have been written. And he's talking about those that are contained in this book that he's written. And then he says, they've been written so that you may believe. And meaning to continue to believe or believe for the first time. Believe what? Well, the first thing that he says, believe that Jesus is the Christ. The Christ meaning the Messiah, the anointed one, the Savior. Jesus was sent by God to seek and save the lost from their sin. Now, the disciples didn't fully understand Jesus' role as Messiah until after the resurrection. Most Jews were looking for a Messiah warrior who would deliver them from Roman occupation. Nonetheless, Jesus is our Messiah who delivers us from the bondage of sin and the penalty of sin. He is our Savior. Matthew 1.21 tells us as much. It says, She will bear a son, meaning Mary, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. John's desire through his writing is that you would also believe Jesus is the Son of God. Believing that Jesus is the Son of God means you believe that God sent Jesus to take on the bodily form of a man and yet remain fully God. Luke one thirty five tells us how this came to be. The angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. For that reason, also the Holy Child will be called the Son of God. The Son of God not only refers to the humanity of Jesus, but it also refers to His deity. Without His humanity or His deity, He could not have been the Messiah. He could not be our High Priest. Jesus has always existed as the Son of God, as deity. And he became the Son of God as a human through his incarnation and birth. To believe Jesus is the Son of God is to believe that Jesus is God. John continues and writes, And that believing. So John knew the result for those who would believe Jesus is the Messiah and Son of God. In John 3.16, he wrote, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And so he goes on and he says, You may have life. First John 5.13 These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know that you have eternal life. And that life, that eternal life, only comes through the name of Jesus, as John says, in his name. You see, there's no other name in which
which we can be saved. Acts 4.12 tells us, And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. And John 14.6, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So John's purpose statement for writing was, so all who would read it or hear it would know who Jesus is and know how they may have eternal life. The context of this purpose statement is everything preceding it plus the close of the book. I find it interesting that John inserts his purpose statement right after the various belief responses to the news that Jesus had risen, rather than at the beginning of the book, as Luke had done in his gospel account. Luke clearly states his permanent statement in verses 1-4 through of chapter 1. He writes, Inasmuch as we have undertaken to compile an account of the things accomplished among us, just as they were handed down to us by those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and servants of the word, it seemed fitting for me as well, having investigated everything carefully from the beginning, to write it out for you in consecutive order, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may know the exact truth about the things you have been taught. Perhaps John realized that some would not finish reading what he had to say if he stated his purpose stating for writing beforehand. Or better yet, perhaps he just wanted his purpose statement and call to action to be together. As John closes out his book in chapter 21, he writes in verse 24 and 25, This is the disciple who is testifying to these things and wrote these things, and we know that his testimony is true. And there are also many other things which Jesus did, which if they were written in detail, I suppose even the world itself would not contain the books that would be written. Jesus did many other things as a witness to who he was and is. He is still doing many things today through the work of the Holy Spirit and to those who believe. Do you believe that Jesus is the Christ and the Son of God? Have you believed and received life? John's desire was that after reading his testimony about Jesus is that you would believe and have life. If you haven't already done that, I hope you will consider that today. Immediately following the podcast, I will tell you how. Next time on Essential Bible Highlights, we go back to the beginning and beyond as we look at chapter 1, verses 1 through 5 and verse 14. Until then, may you walk in His grace with an encouraged heart. Scripture quotations taken from the New American Standard Bible, copyright 1995 by the Lockman Foundation, used by permission. All rights reserved. Lockman.org. Any opinions expressed on essential Bible highlights should not be construed as professional advice but for informational purposes only. Professional advice should be obtained for any decisions regarding personal health, mental, physical or financial needs. All rights reserved by essential Bible highlights. Believe in Jesus as the Christ and the Son of God means you also believe what Jesus did for you as the Messiah and Son of God. 
The Apostle Paul writes in Romans how you can believe in Jesus for salvation. He writes in chapter 3, verse 23, he says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And in 6.23, he tells us, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And then he writes in chapter 5, verse 8, he writes, For while we were still helpless, meaning still sinners, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. In Romans 10, 9-13, that if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart a person believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. For whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved. If you believe what I just read, tell God that you know you are a sinner and that you believe with all your heart that Jesus died for your sins and was raised from the dead. Thank Him for forgiving your sins and ask Him to take over your life and help you to walk in a new way that is pleasing to Him. And then find a Bible preaching and believing church that you can become part of as you walk in your new life with God. For those of you who have already believed but have gotten away from God, I want you to know there is a way back to Him no matter what you have done or where you have been. John writes in 1 John 1.9, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. After you return to Jesus, ask Him to help you to live the way He wants you to live. And you can find out how He wants you to live by beginning to read your Bible again and finding a church home that you can be part of. 